Coming up, we look back on the dirt racing weekend, plus have news from Kyle Larson and Hunt the Front. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Apologies for there being no Monday show. I came back from the California NASCAR weekend with basically no voice, uh, and I'm still not quite 100% today, as you can hear, but we'll be uh, here to power through it. First up, we'll talk a little bit of the weekend's racing before jumping into a few news items. First, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series was rained out, but we did get a little 410 racing that happened out in California and in central Pennsylvania. On Saturday out in California at the Keller Auto Speedway in Hanford, it was Carson Macedo who took the victory in the 30-lap 410 uh, main event over Kerry Madsen and Shane Golubic. With the Outlaws off, Macedo went home to run a third entry for Tarleton Racing. Macedo battled with Madsen through about halfway in that race before pulling away in the end. It was Madsen's first race in the Toyota-powered Roth 83, and that new pairing looked really strong. This wasn't a World of Outlaws field, but still some solid competition out there at Hanford. We'll see how Madsen fares when the Outlaws head west in the coming weeks. I did see some complaints about the surface, uh, specifically from Dominic Selzy afterwards on Twitter. His gripe was the track was too narrow and they couldn't get any passing done all night. They made a bunch of improvements to Hanford and that combined with some chilly temperatures probably played a role there. As a fan though, I didn't feel like the racing was really all that bad to watch. I do wonder sometimes what these guys do hope to accomplish though by complaining on social media. No promoter or track prep guy wants to see bad racing. This is clearly an inexact science that doesn't always go to plan, and it seems like some drivers and fans think you can just snap your fingers and fix a racetrack. Earlier in the night, Shane Golubic won the 360 sprint car feature, charging all the way from the ninth position. In Pennsylvania at Lincoln, the icebreaker was moved to Sunday to take advantage of a little more favorable weather conditions. Freddie Raymer started second, took the lead from Aaron Bollinger on lap 11, and held off Brent Marks in the closing laps to take the win in the opener. Marks, Anthony Macri, Danny Dietrich, and Jordan Givler completed the top five. Nice start to the year for Raymer, who is chasing, I believe, a third straight track title at Lincoln, also driving for a new car owner. Some other nationally known drivers that were in attendance on Sunday getting some laps included Buddy Kofoid in Bernie Stubjens, Indy Race Part 71, and All-Star regular Justin Peck. Kofoid ended up 8th while Peck had engine issues and finished 19th. The weekly schedule at Lincoln continues this coming Saturday. Short Track Super Series had their first Elite Series event over the weekend at Cherokee Speedway. The Elite Series is a collection of high-paying races kind of inside of the normal championships the Short Track Super Series runs each season. Uh, the Elite Series is new for 2022. On Saturday night, it was Ryan Godown surviving the 50-lapper to bag the $25,000 payout. The track didn't look like it took rubber, but we had a bunch of flat tires late in the going, and I'm guessing there was just more wear on those right rears than the teams were expecting. Cherokee is obviously not a normal stop for cars that normally race in the Northeast, uh, so I'm guessing the teams probably didn't have great notes here on the surface. Guys like Matt Shepard and Anthony Perego, among others, were victim of flats late in the going. Godown had a spirited battle uh, with Larry White before coming out on top at the end. The Elite Series for the Modifieds continues March 10th through the 12th at Georgetown for another 25000 to win main event. And if you're following along with the Extreme Dirt Car Series this season, that is the Winter Late Model Series, not the new non-wing stuff from World Racing Group. 
We had a change atop the point standings over the weekend. Ross Bales entered Livonia with the lead, but leaves 16 points behind Ben Watkins. Bales didn't have a bad weekend, finishing 8th on Friday and 4th on Saturday, but Watkins was just better. He was 3rd Friday and 2nd on Saturday. Carson Ferguson was also in the mix before the weekend, but is now 40 points back after getting involved on a cra uh, in a crash on Saturday and ending up with a DNF. Cody Overton was the Friday winner, dominating that race. And on Saturday, we had drama after the checkered when race winner Brent Dixon came up 20 pounds light at the scales and was DQ'd. That promoted Kenny Collins to the $5,000 victory. Later in the month, we'll get a conclusion to this series for 2022 uh, with stops at Lakeview Motor Speedway and two nights as a co-sanction with the Outlaws at Cherokee. Feels like this is probably coming down to Watkins versus Bales over these final three races. Before we close out today, I wanted to touch on a couple of news items from recent days. Back on Friday, it was announced that Kyle Larson has partnered with Michael Rigsby and Flow Racing to promote a super late model show at Volunteer Speedway in Tennessee. That'll happen in advance of the NASCAR Dirt Weekend at Bristol in April. Larson is hoping to draw some cup drivers to Bulls Gap to get some laps on Thursday before they roll the cup cars out on Sunday to get dirty. Larson continues to expand his business interests outside of the driver's seat with this race joining his already in progress co-sanction uh, the Silver Dollar Speedway out in California. 2022 is the first year of that partnership uh, between Young Money, Brad Sweet, and Kobe Copeland operating the facility in Chico, California. Larson and Flo keep getting tighter as well, with Flo already sponsoring Larson's racing efforts on dirt. Uh, that's between the Rumley Late Model, his midget, and the Paul Silva-owned 57 Sprint car. Flo Racing replaced the deal Larson had with Lucas and Mav TV+. In the story posted by the Associated Press, Larson also mentioned his hope to resurrect the prelude to the dream at Eldora, which is a super late model race that featured NASCAR stars that happened from 2005 to 2012. Larson hopes to add it to the schedule for 2023. And finally today, if you're a fan of Hunt the Front, keep an eye on Joseph Joyner this season. He'll still race the families at number 10 Capital Car Plenty in 2022, but he's got a new deal to run 25 or 30 races for Mississippi car owner Leon Henderson. In a story by Robert Holman at Dirt on Dirt, it was revealed that Joyner will pilot the Henderson car in some major late model events this season, including the Show Me 100 and Prairie Dirt Classic. Joyner was one of a handful of drivers to appear in a Henderson car last season, with Henderson himself, David Brazil, Randy Weaver, and Ryan Crane being the others. Joyner said Hunt the Front car will still run big events like the Bristol Dirt Nationals, and then the Million and World at Eldora. And don't fret if you're a follower of their YouTube channel. I'm sure the Hunt the Front cameras will be all over Joyner when he runs for Henderson coming up this year. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. I hope you have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a better voice for more Dirt Tracker Daily.